Hello and welcome to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. My name is Chris Rice and I'm here as per usual with my good friend Gaz Jones. Hi Gaz. Good evening mate, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. And today we are going to be following up our Beatles rankings, which I think we talked about it previously, didn't we Gaz, that we'll do a Beatles solo one. So that is what we're doing today. Now, what we're doing is we're taking, it's not, in, in some respects, it's not really Beatles solo, is it, Gaz? It's more post-Beatles. So this is yeah. um, this includes Wings, Travelling Wilburys, all the solo stuff um, from the four Beatles. Um, I'm going to hold my hands up. I haven't heard all of Ringo's albums. <laughs> no, unfortunately. I, 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 I found a really interesting article um, a couple of weeks ago when I was, you know, sweating over my rankings for what we were about to talk about. And... Um, it, it was like a ranking of every solo Beatles album, and it yeah. was like eight. It was like eighty odd. Yeah, there's loads. I there's had loads. no idea. Obviously, most most of the bottom ten was a lot of. I didn't realize how frequently Ringo was releasing albums. It, it's it's he, crazy, you know. I, 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 I have no interest. There's only one good Ringo album. <laughs> we both know which one it is. The one um, that's got all the Beatles on it. So. Well, uh, he's. He's actually more more prolific than he probably was in the eighties and nineties yeah, now. Yeah, but um yeah. but yeah, so we we rank what we've done is we've doing our ten favourite post Beatles solo albums. So um which is quite a difficult list to do. Um but so what we're gonna do is we'll alternate it. So Gareth will give will uh, say his number ten and then I'll say my number ten, why we like them, and uh, we'll see where he gets us. So we're expecting to have fairly different lists, but I imagine there might be a couple that we'll will match up on. But um yeah. Um was there any bubbling under gas? Because I found doing my number ten and my number nine quite difficult. Yeah, I mean there was initially, but then Kind of full disclosure. The way the way I've kind of done my list, um, whilst they might not technically be the best Beatles albums in the eyes of, say, Rolling Stone magazine or something yeah. like that, you know, a, a lot of the albums in this top ten, pretty much all of them, hold a massive kind of nostalgic yeah. pull for me. Yeah, same here. Um, I've done exactly yeah. the same. The ones um, I find most enjoyable and all that. Yeah, exactly. Or once I turned my head around to that way of thinking, it actually became quite, um, quite easy. I mean, in, in regards to like some bubbling under, um, like double fantasy, um, yeah. which I, yeah, you know, I really, well, I, was, I like the John Lennon side anyway. That's, that's the <laughs> issue know, I have with yeah, John Lennon yeah, solo stuff yeah, is that yeah. I don't like Yoko Ono singing. I, no, I don't. I don't dislike no. Yoko Ono. I just don't like no, her no, singing or her no, songs. No. So whereas Double Fantasy's got some cracking John Lennon songs oh, on it, my God, this is half crazy. of it is Yoko Ono yeah. songs. So yeah, I, yeah. It, that really puts it down a little bit for me. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, stuff like uh, Run Devil Run. I really. I. I do actually still quite like that album mm. uh, especially especially the original the original songs he wrote for it because he wrote i think was it three or four yeah two or three original did, yeah. songs for it. um and, and like his backing band was outrageous it was like you know dave gilmore from pink yeah. floyd and ian pace on drums from deep yeah. purple it's just like oh my yeah, god yeah, yeah. you know um uh, ringo by ringo star yeah um in in regards to um 
pure nostalgic pull because uh, I remember buying that on cassette. Um, yeah. I think you might have been with me when I bought yeah, it. I, I mean, I just was, before yeah. we start, just before we started recording this podcast, we were talking about the delights of uh, shopping in Andy's Records. I'm pretty sure I bought this cassette in Andy's <laughs> Records in Peterborough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I, I'm, you know, there was so many, but what, like I said, once I, I was just like, right, what, what Beatles albums? Just give me that warm, fuzzy, nostalgic glow. Yeah. Once I thought that, the, the, the list came together quite yeah. quickly, actually. And obviously, because of how long he's been going for and et cetera, how prolific he is, McCartney mm. has many more albums than the others. Yeah, so I know Ringo true. still does some, but, but yeah. obviously, yeah. Um, Lennon obviously was actually still released a fair few in his 10 years as a solo artist and obviously George Harrison sort of retired more or less so he sort of stopped um, really before before he passed away in the early noughties so um, out of the sort of the three if you're discounting Ringo but out of sort of Harrison, Leonard and McCartney where do you often where do you get do you head towards a little bit more because you often get people a bit more Lennon a bit more McCartney you know yeah yeah I, th- I think for the probably for the majority of my life, I'd have to say Paul McCartney. Yeah. Um, I think the older I've got, the more I've realised that George Harrison was the absolute unsung hero of that band. Yeah. Um, and but again, if we're talking pure nostalgic pull, a lot of those McCartney songs kind of have soundtracks. Yeah. Points of my life, you yeah, know, and yeah. the, the, because it, he's always been just constantly releasing stuff throughout my lifetime and still is um yeah i'd have to go i'd I'd have to go mccartney simply because of you know the the wealth of material i guess and i think obviously because of obviously john lennon died in 1980 so we were both very young Mm -hmm. so we when Mm -hmm. we started liking you start liking music mid to late 80s maybe yeah Um, harrison had more or less sort of semi-retired he came back occasionally yeah. but McCartney yeah. was still quite prolific McCartney's yeah. the ones that you you remember um yep. as well yep. so I mean I've always been more a McCartney man but I agree with you I think Harrison really came into his own at the time as the Beatles finished as well um yeah. and yeah. and all of them have dodgy albums which of course is going to happen because they were both prolific and they didn't have the four of them sort of picking yeah. and choosing the best songs so that's what the Beatles yeah. did wasn't it they picked and chose yeah. each other's best songs so it's um yeah so i before before you do your 10 i sort of had um Walls and Bridges by John Lennon was bubbling under, which has been a, mm. a, an album that's been re, re-evaluated over recent years. Yeah, it's one that I've yeah. only discovered recently. I never mm. really um, sort of listened to all of his solo albums, but recently off eBay, I got the rest of his solo albums yeah. I hadn't got, yeah. and I really enjoyed Walls and Bridges. Um, Cloud Nine by George Harrison was very close. It was in actually in that's 10 at one point. Um, and then from McCartney, I've got... Um, Flowers in the Dirt, Venus and Mars, and his first album, McCartney, his first solo album, McCartney. Those three, once yeah. again, Flowers in the Dirt at one point was at number 10. But anyway, yeah. well, it's very difficult. So, but yeah, what's your number 10? Um, I'd, I'd love to say it was given my regards to Broad Street, <laughs> but it's not, mate. No. <laughs> you know, um, no uh, uh, my number 10 is, uh, well, and immediately going in with a bit of a surprise, I reckon, my number 10 album is John Lennon, Rock and Roll. Wow. I am well mm. surprised with that one. Mm. 
Why? Why? Because why is that? Uh, I think it was. Um, it would have been the first John Lennon solo album that I heard. Uh, yeah. My dad had a copy on. Yeah. Um, he had an original cassette of it. Uh, I remember that being played a lot when I was a kid. Um, and it it's one of those times when I, especially I think one of those rare times in regards to John Lennon's solo career, where it actually sounds like he's having fun. They sound like the world's greatest bar band. Mm. Um, I, mean, I know the whole kind of story behind the album is, was, it was, it was a nightmare to make um, John Lennon. He called it like the album was cursed. Yeah. Um, Phil Spector like, stole the master tapes. Yeah, he stole the master tapes. And um, yeah, it was, it was a nightmare to record. It was kind of too much, like over egged and all this kind of stuff. But I think like for, for me, Again, this is probably going to be another bit of a hot take, but I think the, the definitive version of the song Stand By Me is on this album. I think John Lennon's version of Stand By Me is the greatest version of that song. I think it's one of his greatest ever vocals. The way he just just climbs into that chorus, darling, yeah, darling, yeah. Step, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I... I've never been a fan of covers albums at all. Most of the time, I can't stand yeah, them. That's they, why I'm reek of, they reek of contractual obligation. And in some ways, this album was a contractual ob- obligation. Um, but there's just something so kind of pure about it. And I think I, um, a lot of the songs, he kind of changes the arrangements uh, just enough on a lot of the songs to make them interesting and there, there's a there, there's quite a bit of like a, almost like glam stomp to some of them as well like bebop little is great uh his version of ain't that ain't that shame fats domino is it's just got this kind of almost t-rex kind of stomp to it um very much like mid-70s production and stuff but i love that um and it, and again it's just being the first john lennon solo album that i heard I couldn't not really put it in there. No, really, I, I am um, surprised. Um, I'm going conf- to, funny enough, you say your dad had it. My dad had it on vinyl, yeah, actually. But it's yeah. the only John Lennon solo album my dad had, actually, rock and roll. Um, oh. But he never played it that much because he didn't like the sound quality of, the, quality of it. And I actually oh, really? back him on that. Oh. I think the sound, the yeah. Phil Spector production is really muddy. And that's me. That's my one issue with it. But I agree. Stand by me is amazing. Yeah, and um, yeah. you can't catch me, which sounds very much like Come Together. Um, yes. Yeah. By, uh, is is a good song too. So, yeah. uh, surprised um, at that one. Surprised, yeah. but uh, good choice. Yeah. Rock and roll. John Lennon at your number ten. Now my one is a McCartney and Wings, and one of the albums mm. that's been reevaluated over recent years. And it's um, 1973's Red Rose Speedway. Mm. Now, this is an album I've only really heard a few years back when Mm. I found it in a second-hand record store. Um, And obviously, this came out very early in 73, late same year as Band on the Run. Um, And Live and Let Die was recording these sessions. My Love's on this album. It's a great, it's a great album. It's so underrated, especially that first side, then Get on the Right Thing, Big Barn Bed. And then on the second end of the second side, you've got a medley. There's a song called Little Lamb Dragonfly on here as well. Um, 
and yeah, this is I, I've I really I've really enjoyed listening to this album. It's one of those ones that you know when you get it, I thought oh, I'll listen to it, and you sort of think it's not going to be great, and I you know when you're pleasantly surprised, thinking yeah. this is really yeah. good, and it definitely has been reevaluated over the yeah. over the recent years because of the archive collection that McCartney yeah. releases, and he also when he also released it originally it was going to be a double album. But the record company wouldn't let him release it as a double album because the first Wings album, Wildlife, hadn't sold that well. Oh. So they said it had to be a single album. But because of the archive collection, they also released it as a double an nice. album with all the songs nice. that all constructed in the way that he wanted it originally released. And yeah. that's really good as well. It makes it a little bit more rockier. The rockier songs yeah. were taken off. So it makes it a little yeah. bit more rocky. There's a couple of live songs on there as well. A couple of Denny Lane songs that he sings nice. on the on the double album version, which were completely mm. taken off. Um, I, and it's difficult to, I sort of, think, I, I can't make up my mind what version I prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do think, oh no, the, the single version is better, but I don't know. It's a difficult one. Um, and the double CD archive collection where they've got the, first CD of the proper normal single album and the second CD is all the other songs that weren't included on this live and let dies as well as on it all that type of thing you think that's he was really whereas maybe Lennon and Harrison starting to having wobbles he really peaked in 73 with uh with wings um and um yeah I've I've it's one of those I mean as I say if if Flowers of the Dirt probably would have been here originally mm. because that was one that I listened to loads as a kid. One of the first yeah. CDs I had was Flowers of the Dirt, yeah. but yeah. this has really sort of grown on me over the last few years, and I can't I can't listen to it quite quite a bit. So uh, yeah, number ten, Paul McCartney and Wings, Red Rose Speedway, and it was a number one album in America. This one was went to mm. number five over here. So whereas Wildlife, their first album, didn't really do that well. This one sort of because of my love was such a big hit everywhere. It was this one, yeah. this one uh, sort of uh, propelled it back. It's a shame sometimes they didn't always put singles on albums because I say if Live and Let Die was on this as well, it would true. Have. But uh, well, it's the whole thing is like you know, can you realistically put a Bond theme on an album? Or like you know, to be, to be fair, Our Heart did it with Living yeah. Daylights, even though, even though it was a completely different mix. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but, else, you know. um, Tina Turner did it with Goldeneye. That was on an album. Yeah, it's not a very good Bond theme though. No, I'm just thinking of <laughs> just thinking of people who did it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think like Fear Eyes Only wasn't on the Sheen recent album. Do you know I what I mean? Don't think so. No. 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 Um, yeah, live, live and Let Die. It's not a bad song, is it? No. I think it's well. well it's one of his yeah. best in it, really. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, exactly. So, what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine, um, with uh, a wonderful case of synchronicity, my number nine is Cloud Nine ah. by George Harrison. Now, I, now, if I had a bet, I knew this was going to be in it. Yeah. Talking, it, you know, I I, I prefaced um, all my choices with um, talking about which Beatles solo albums gave me nostalgic glow. Mm. Now, this, yeah. I, you know, again... My mum, God bless her. I remember having this on cassette and rinsing it to death. I rinsed it to death. Um, I think I came round to yours once and she was playing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah it was... talk, 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 talk about comeback albums. This was like his first album in 
or I don't know, a good five, six years, yeah. I think, maybe longer than that. And coming back with, you know, one of the biggest hits he ever had, mm. got my mind set on you, wonderful, joyous. It's a, it's a joyful, again, a definitive version of that yeah. song. I know it's UK, a cover, number, it's, UK, it's, UK number two, number two, US number one. Yeah, um, yeah. Many people don't realise it's a cover. No, I know, I know, because it, 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 it instantly people are just like it, it's associated with with George Harrison. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very. Uh, I, I love the production on it. I, I you know, you immediately it's like, oh, another Jeff Lynne production yeah. then, because you can just tell by the yeah, drum yeah, sound yeah. and all that. It's wonderful. Uh, um, Devil's Radio is a great song, but The Shining Light and probably my my favourite George Harrison song is When We Was Fab. Yeah, brilliant song. It's it's it out Beatles the Beatles yeah. it, you know, everything about it is perfect it's got Ringo drumming on it the video is brilliant yeah. um, I, I think Elton John's in the video and you know it's it's uh, but it's it it's mad to think that like obviously Got My Mind Set On You was it was massive like number, yeah. US number one UK number two when, when we was fab I think barely scraped into the top 30 mm. which and I'm I'm convinced that I remember that being on the radio a lot yeah Great when song. around this time, you know, um, yeah, yeah, released, yeah, end of January 1988, and I, I still get so much joy from listening to this album because it just reminds me of that kind of time in my life, and a lot of the Beatles stuff, Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles, and a lot of the solo albums that were coming out of that sort of time with the kind of soundtrack to to the house they were always mm. getting played in the house yeah and i i couldn't help but get into it you know no. it, it it that sort of time when I, I was starting to become aware of the beatles and you know my mum and dad had like the uh, the red and blue compilation albums and i remember listening to them and um you know finding out that you know the guys that were in the beatles had also done lots of solo albums yeah, and it yeah. was just kind of all this music that was just like right fill your boots have a listen it's a very and, upbeat uh george harrison album as well because sometimes, yeah very, yeah considering how kind of, period yeah, it's, be a bit melancholy but this is yeah, a very upbeat one obviously mccartney comes across as as mccartney like and, and ringo comes across as as ringo but it, it always seems like i don't know george harrison just almost didn't want to be there <laughs> but but like you say, there's there's something so joyous. I mean, you know, he's even smiling on the album cover for goodness sake. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that and um and it, I love the fact that the closing track is got my mindset on you. Yeah. That's how you finish an album. That's how you finish an album. No, he's 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 really yeah. good album. I sometimes I'm sorry thinking maybe I should have put it in there now. <laughs> yeah, it, I was listening to it again today, and it's it's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, I mean, um, I mean, it opens with the top track, Cloud Nine, but the second track, that's what it takes. Is again, it, it's so Beatlesy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wonderful. You know, well, it's, if, it's, if the Beatles had ever got back together, yeah. when we was fab would yeah. be a song that you would have thought oh, well, would have been a Beatles me. song. Yeah, and because yeah, yeah, also reminiscing done. about the past and or something yeah, that was straight exactly. off. You know, if, if the Beatles had done a third song for the anthology, which they were thinking of, but George Harrison vetoed it. It is, yeah. Thanks, George. <laughs> um, something like Where We Was Fab, you thought they could have done. But yeah. Um, yeah. now it is a good album, Cloud Nine. And, mm. and, 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 and because of Cloud Nine, it's really why 
Jeff Lynne became that sort of producer of the late yeah. 80s, early yeah. 90s. It's probably yeah. why the Travelling Wilburys got together. And he also produced Tom Petty's stuff, Roy Orbison's did, stuff yeah. Um, yeah. in that sort of period. So, did, yeah. Right, my number nine is also a George Harrison one, but it's not Cloud Nine. It's his second solo album, um, Living in the Material World. Now, it's not an album I'm really familiar with, but whenever I listen to it, I think this is really, this is really good, you know, and uh, it, it's, this came out three years after All Things Was Passed because he had the concerts yeah. um, for Bangladesh yeah. in the middle. Yeah. But um, but it's it's a really solid album and it's got uh, Give Me Love, which was a number one in America again, which is yeah. um, it's over here as well. Um, it's a song called Be Here Now, which is good. The actual... <laughs> The actual title track's a really good song, and it's it's probably a bit more spiritual, uh, one of his more spiritual albums because he had went through that period. Mm. But it's it's a really good solid album, and when I listened to it last, I was thinking to myself, it's got a it's got a get. It's definitely one of the underrated Beatles albums, and I think as once again as Harrison's stuff seems to have been reevaluated a little bit over the last sort of few years. Um, I think this is really sort of this all things was pass and cloud nine are his three sort of really good solid albums um yeah. and to be honest it's almost like in some respects it's a little bit of an all things must pass sort of not knockoffs but volume two a little bit yeah. sort of thing yeah. sort of or, or a side side to that mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i haven't got loads more to say about it but it's it's it's, it's a really entertaining george harrison album um Going to show once again that you know he can easily hold an album down, whereas only he was only what had two, three tracks. If he was lucky on a Beatles album, well, you know yeah. he's got an eleven-track yeah. album here, and it, they're all really good tracks. So, um, yeah, living in this material world is my number nine. Uh, my my number eight. Uh, it's another John Lennon album. Uh, it's. Uh, Imagine. Ah. Now, this isn't an album that kind of holds a nostalgia, any sort mm. of nostalgic pull, really, but I couldn't really not put it in there, really. You know, more so for, for tracks like um, um, Jealous Guy. Yeah, which is probably probably the, you know, one of the best songs he ever wrote. Um, certainly one of the best um, vocals he ever did. Um, obviously, imagine everyone knows imagine. Yeah, you know, um, I can quite happily never hear it again now because of Gal Gadot. <laughs> Thanks, Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, stuff like stuff like Crippled Inside. Give me some, you know, give me some truth. How do you sleep? Mm. Um, how do you sleep? That was the one. It was when he had the knives out for McCartney. Yeah, it was, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I even like Oh Yoko as well. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Oh, that's a good song. Um, but it's all, it's all about Jealous Guy for me. And, and like, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a, um, there aren't enough songs that have whistle solos. No. You know, like, you know, Jealous Guy, uh, Wind of Change. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wind of Change. <laughs> Can't be a bit of Scorpions. Damn um, right. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to say too much about Imagine because I might yeah. uh, speak about it later. But, yeah. um, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, probably, you know, there's two John Lennon albums which are regarded as classics. And I think yeah. Imagine's one of them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, as I say, not too much more you could say about some of those. Well, no, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's imagined. I mean, it's, for, for me, when, when, when I think of like, I don't know, not necessarily the song Imagine, but more like the word Imagine was that that fantastic 80s documentary. Yeah. Uh, it was about 87, 88 calls. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, Imagine you know, yeah. Which, I, which I think was absolutely fantastic. I remember you having the soundtrack to it because yeah. um, that had re- uh, Real Love was on the, the soundtrack, like the, was, re- yeah, the really yeah. basic de- demo yeah. version. Which yeah, yeah, it has it. Real Love um, on it and it has, um, it has Beatles and... Yeah, and I, it. it's it's, a, it's I think it's a fantastic fantastic documentary. I remember recording that off telly, and uh, yeah, it's, again, not much more because you know what can you say about the song Imagine that hasn't yeah. been said a million billion times before? Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's unbelievable. Um, Oasis obviously rips it off. <laughs> Don't look back in anger, um, and yeah. Well, it's, a, it's an anthem which is probably transcended, you know. Uh, everything, everything. Yeah. Really. I mean, I think all of all three Beatles really has a song post Beatles that sort of yeah. had took on a life of its own for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My sweet lord, I think is George Harrison's. Uh, yeah. Obviously, imagine yeah. is John Lennon's. I think McCartney's is Bullock entire, um, just due to the fact <laughs> of how much yeah. it's sold. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's the uh, still the best-selling single, non-charity single of all time. I love Kid Tyrese. So, I mean, McCartney's probably got a couple of ones that you could possibly count. Live and Let Die. Maybe I'm amazed, but I think yeah. Malif Kintyre, just due to the fact of the how much it's sold, uh, yeah. sort of, yeah. they all three of them sort of have a song that's sort of gone beyond even the Beatles in terms of respect. So. Yeah, but I probably imagine out of them is the ultimate one, really. Um, so uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, right. So number eight. Now you mentioned this album, and I had to get it in because it's just so entertaining, and that mm. is the closest that we ever got to a Beatles reunion. Yeah. Ringo, Ringo at number uh, eight. When this I is, was a little boy, way back this, home in Liverpool. This is a cracking. It's a really good sounding album as well. Really sort yeah, of the bass yeah. is good on it. The yeah. song Photograph, yeah. written with George Harrison, is yeah, a, a, brilliant, a brilliant great song. song. Number one yeah. in America, Photograph. Yeah. It's amazing yeah, how many solo so, number so, ones so, so was your 16 in America, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mum and dad had yeah. the single of your 16. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we had the single of it. Um, amazing. Amazing. Uh, but it's got... Um, a couple of tracks written by George Harrison and with George Harrison. Yeah. John Lennon writes one, Paul McCartney writes one. Um, and it's just a really entertaining album. And I think it's probably the one that sort of encapsulates Ringo best, best songs on it, the best production yeah. on it. He's got all his mates there sort of supporting yeah. him. A cracking yeah. sort of pepper-esque cover. Yeah, it's a great cover. It's a great cover. No, I think, I think it's... Well, I mean, from all that I haven't listened to loads of Ringo albums, I must admit, I probably listened to about four or five of them. But I wanted this in the top ten because I wanted to try and include them all. But yeah. genuinely, I, whenever I listen to this album, I have such a good time with it. And it has, like you say about nostalgia, it has that bit of nostalgia for me because I can remember you getting the tape. And I think <laughs> yeah. I've taped taped it. Yeah. So I had it on a tape as well. 
and so I used to listen to it quite a bit myself. Um, and I managed to uh, years ago, I managed to get a CD copy of it, like because you couldn't get it over here. Um, right. And I managed wow. to get really cheaply a um, back in the day when you used to be able to get the sort of the imports a bit easier on the internet and stuff. Um, I managed to get an in, sort of a, a Ringo import CD of it. Mm. Uh, as well i think you can get it over here now but um but yeah i think it's a it's a it's a cracking album really enjoyable and that's my number eight ringo isn't it funny like ringo was, was the only the only ex beetle that that could get them all almost yeah. back together yeah, again. yeah. none and of the always, others none of the others could have done that in a million years and he always plays on their albums as well yeah. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he's, he's he plays on. I think all things was passed. He plays on Plastic yeah. Ono Band. He plays on Total Cloud War, Cloud, Cloud Nine. Nine. Yeah. It's always plays with them. Um, so yeah. that he was the one that sort of, and that's how important he was. He was the one that was like the glue a little bit yeah. sometimes. Yeah, he was. He was the Beatles. Um, but um, yeah, um, and that's. I think it's a cracking album. It's really good fun, and um, sometimes that's what you want. Yeah, no, exactly. No, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't fault it for that. I can fault it for your sixteen. You're beautiful and you're mine. <laughs> That's an old song. That's an old song. Isn't I it? know, I know, I know, I know. God bless him. But yeah, they're, they're asking. So yeah, photogra- photographs are really good song. It's a really good song. Uh, right, my number seven. Yes. Talking about uh, yeah, nostalgic glow yet again from 1989. We got flowers in the dirt. Yeah, great. We got flowers in the dirt. Um, a, a, very, very similar to what I was saying about um, Cloud Nine being so on. That's Paul McCartney, re- obviously, because obviously. Yeah, Paul McCartney. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, sorry, uh, Paul McCartney's um, up until McCartney Three. This was his last UK number one yeah, was, yeah. album, which is mad yeah. thinking about it. Um, like I was saying about uh, Cloud Nine by George Harrison. Um, I remember my mum, my mum buying the tape of this, like the wicket came out from W.H. Smith's uh, yeah. in Huntingdon. Um, and I, I remember clear as day um, seeing my brave face on top of the pops. I remember doing it live in the studio. Um, and it's, it's such a good album. The vinyl mm. version is great because it hasn't got Uwe Le Soleil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I was again. This is another one I was listening to today, and having a bloody lovely time doing it. It's uh, it's so late eighties production on it, but mm. the, like McCartney found a brilliant songwriting partner in Elvis Costello uh, for a lot of the songs. Uh, my my brave face uh, is great. Rough rides, wonderful. But there's this that, that middle section of put it there. Mm. Figure of Eight and this one. Yeah. That middle bit is pretty much as strong a run of songs yeah, that McCartney has yeah, ever put on an album. This one is, I mean, I, you know, I, I sent you a screen grab earlier when I was driving home. Uh, I had Figure of Eight on hellishly mm. loud. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, p- put it there. It's great. It's, it's got a lot. It's got a kind of very Blackbird kind of feel. It's got yeah. the kind of, you know, the, the knee tap percussion and all mm. that. It's, it's wonderful. And then, um, yeah, 
figure of eight is it's so Beatles. This, this one is like it's like a power pop song. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. My, my brave face. Um, I put that it, in my top. If I made a top ten McCartney songs, I yeah. think my brave face would be in it. Yeah, I, I, th- I think yeah, I think you're right. I'd completely agree with that. And it's it you know you want her to is a great song. Uh, we got married is a really good song. Motor of Love's a really really good way for for the for the vinyl version to finish. Um, and it's it was kind of a comeback album for him really, in much the same way that that Cloud Nine was for George Harrison. Because I mean McCartney's previous album was was uh, Press to Play, uh, Press to Play, which was which well it, it was rubbish. Um, and it was it didn't do anything, you know. It's mad to think that you know around that time that McCartney was almost kind of swept under the rug as yesterday's news, which yeah. is crazy thinking mm. that now, you know, um, the, uh, that period he it was about as unfashionable as you could get, I suppose, in yeah. you like Paul McCartney. Um, but I mean, what what a comeback album! I think it was also his his first kind of proper world tour since. I don't know the late seventies or the mid seventies. Yeah, yeah. Because he hasn't toured in years, has no, he? It was first, like, I mean, he tours, it, he tours all the time now. But uh, yeah, I know. The, the, um, and the, I mean, the um, the live album, Tripping Alive, fantastic. That was recorded yeah. on. That's always really, really good as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fla- Flowers in the dirt, and it it just reminds me of long hot summers in late eighties, um, and just when McCartney gets it right with those pop songs. Few can touch him when he gets it. I absolutely bang on the money. It's just it's so effortless and it's great and it just makes me smile. Yeah, I can't uh, ask. I, mean, I can't ask any more for, from from a pop song. He's he, what's so good about McCartney? He, he, he make and then what the Beatles did as well. They make his songs make you feel happy. Yeah, and yeah, even totally. if the songs aren't yeah. necessarily that happy, they just the do is just he's, he's, he's so melodic but I, I agree flowers of the dirt was an early cd that i got when i first got a cd pack i remember it was yeah. in the sale and i got flowers yeah. in the dirt and it was so obviously when you only have a few cds you play yeah, you it a rinse, lot uh, and, yeah. and um, i did yeah. play flowers of the dirt a lot and uh, it sort of loses its way a little bit at the end especially motor mm. of love and if you've got Uweo Sole as well, but but still, yeah. still it's as you're you're right. This one that that, yeah. that sort of that, verse that, is that, such a yeah. great. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's so well written. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderfully written pop pop music. Yeah, and, and like I said, when it gets it right, very few people can touch mm. touch Paul McCartney. Man. Yeah, there you go. So number seven, I've got a Paul McCartney one too. Nice. And I've got 1982's Tug of War. Which I think your parents had as well. Did uh, they they did, yeah, they did, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. This was the first, well, sort of the first official Post Wings album because he had done McCartney yeah. too, but yeah. this was then he laid actually plays on this. Um, yeah. So does Ringo. And, he does, uh, yeah. And um, but I think this is a real, really strong um mccartney album mm. tug of war i love that song such great because george martin produced this album such yeah. great sort of beatlesque that lush yeah. strings that yeah. uh, george yeah. martin's so good at doing um you've got some great album tracks on this so you've got here today which obviously was his tribute to john Lennon, which he still plays live that song great song very much in some respects that sort of a more melancholy version like i've put it there and blackbird yeah. it's that sort of yeah. type of it yeah. um 
ballroom dancing is a great great song, great song. One, yeah. wonderlust is a great ballad you got the number one classic ebony and ivories on oh, here God. <laughs> uh, you've also got another really good yeah. stevie wonder song yeah. um, um that he does a duet with called what's that you're doing it's like all sort yeah. of six minute very funky stevie yeah. wonder-esque sounding song it sounds yeah. a little bit out of place on the album actually mm. but um yeah, I've always liked. I think this album's great. Um, Take it away is a really good pop song too, which was another another top twenty hit. Um, yeah, I think it's a really strong album. This and this and Pipes of Peace albums all recorded at the same time. So Pipes of Peace is like a sequel to this, um, but this is a much better album. Tug of War is than to Pipes of Peace. Um, yeah, great album. Um, his first album post Lennon dying. Um, yeah sort of his first first official our solo album since the early since McCartney mm. really or well, McCartney yeah. 2 Travis McCartney yeah. 2 was sort of done that's because they thought Wings was on a bit more of a hiatus than anything but yeah. in, in the end it just sort of fizzled out Wings did didn't it done. so yeah. yeah so as I say Denny Lane plays on this as well so um yeah great production by George Martin on it too so it's always yeah. sounds really sounds really good lush yeah modern yeah. album this one doesn't sound too 80s either uh, i suppose it was no yeah i always always had a soft spot for um for ballroom dancing yeah always had a soft spot for that song yeah so number six for you uh, uh number six now you know this is my list so i bent the rules a little bit yeah um i've got a live album oh yeah you know yeah 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 no no go for it uh, um yeah i i've i've got uh from december 1976 possibly the greatest live album of all time and it's a banging triple album we've got wings over america ah yes yes but it's it's great it's great i mean my god you you think right that i mean you look at you know the set list he plays like these days yeah incredible incredible and that's you know in in 2022 Mm. When he's been doing solo stuff for uh, God, whatever it is now, 60 million yeah. years or, you know, 50 odd years, whatever. Um, but you, you look at this and this is, yeah, say um, 76 and it's like, you know, Jet, let me roll it. Uh, maybe I'm amazed. Lady Madonna, Long and Winding Road, Live and Let Die, Picasso's Last Words, Bluebird, Blackbird, Yesterday, you know, uh, listen to what the man said, let him in, silly love songs, hi, 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 Band on the Run. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. First time it's... he'd ever done Beatles songs in a wing set yep. and all that. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're well in your rights to put that in the top 10 because I, I'm yeah. not, not normally a big fan of live albums, but that is. No, I see. Oh, I am. I've always, like, I've, I've always loved live albums. And I, I love the cover. I love the, like, the, um, I know this is a visual podcast. God knows why I'm holding it up, but there yep. you go. That inner sleeve um, is, it's wonderful. And the fact is, it's it's not just a single live album. It's not a double. It's a triple. Yeah. You know, let's, really. let's just double down on all of it. And yeah. the, um, the production on it's brilliant. Um, it's great. The way it starts with yeah Venus and Mars and rock show. Yeah. It's 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 yeah um, unbelievable. And they were one of the I, biggest I, bands I, in the world at that point. Yeah, know. but they were huge. They were legit, legit huge. And I, I, I like you say when you know by this point in the mid seventies. 
you know, by 76, Lennon was like, well, he was bringing up Sean Lennon, wasn't yeah, he? He, was, he, basically, yeah. he basically retired from the music industry. Um, Ringo was doing, I don't know what would have been at this time, um, uh, Vienna Calling or something. Night Vienna had been out, I think. Or, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously Harrison was tailing off a bit by this point. And, and McCartney was going off and he was doing stadiums, literally yeah. being in the biggest band yeah, in the world. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. And that's what he wanted to do, yeah. wasn't it? He? he wanted a band yeah. that he could play live with. That's what he wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always wanted to play live. Um, and what a band. What a backing band. My God. Yeah. Wings Wings were good, man. Um, so strange Wings, though, about the various drummers and guitarists. Yeah, yeah. With. But there always yeah. was that three of Paul, yeah. Linder, and Denny, and Denny always Denny kept Lane, yeah. yeah, always, always. Um, yeah, I, I, I. I do genuinely think, I mean, you know, my mind might change tomorrow, but today this is the greatest live album ever made. Yeah. I yeah, think, I, really you know, and you, you can't, you can't, you can't fault that, that track listing. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's, really bl- it's, it's bloody, it's bloody, bloody yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Wings over America. So my number six, now, obviously I had, I had Ringo at number eight and I say that's a real entertaining, entertaining listen. Now this one, number six is, I still find it a bit of a difficult listen. Uh, many people okay. think will class this as one of his best albums. It's out of that, I'd imagine. But I've gone for number six for Plastic Ono Band. Oh, okay. Uh, which was his first proper solo album. Well, it's kind um, of acknowledged as, as his best yeah, solo album these days. Um, do. I, I find it a bit of a hard listen at times because it's very raw and obviously it's in some respects quite different from obviously what he was allowed to do with the Beatles. Um, and I know he was sort of going through a few personal issues at the time or, um, and, and he needed this album really to, to let out what, what some of the issues he was having. It's a fantastic album. There's no doubt about it. Incredibly raw. His voice is raw. It's got quite good production, even though Phil Spector has done some of it. Um, um, and obviously there's still a few tender moments like love is on this. Um, and then you've got that almost, almost second to last track, uh, God, where he sort of rejects the Beatles and other things that he yeah. doesn't like anymore. Yeah. Um, and it does come down quite sort of hard hitting that, but, and it's not one that I'll put on loads. And I think that's why there's a certain John Lennon album that I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but there's no denying that, that this at the time, this must've both him, McCartney and Lennon did quite a statement with their first albums McCartney was a very sort of acoustic playing all the instruments myself very sort of um, raw in a different way sort of raw, sort of back to basics sort of album whereas Lennon did a very sort of a heavy emotional album both of them did really move away a little quite quickly from the beat from the Beatles sound for their their first debut albums and and actually it was Harrison the one that did the lush you know, yeah. epic yeah. album. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Plastic Ono Band, I find it a difficult listen. It's not one that I sit there and go, I'll put on Plastic Ono Band, but there's no denying how yeah. how important this album is and how oh, great gosh, yeah. this album yeah. is. And I think after his first two albums, I know you had rock and roll in there, but I think his first two albums for me personally are his best two albums. I think mm. the other ones are incredibly patchy. Um, and I think, in my opinion, Yoko Ono singing on some of them, like Sometime in New York City, a double fantasy brings down the album a bit. Um, Sometime in New York City, to be honest, is probably, in my mind, one of the worst solo Beatles albums. I think I would have yeah. that right right down there. Yeah. But um, yeah. um, but these these first two are 
they really they're, they're almost complement each other a little yeah. bit um and uh, i mean it wasn't a big hit this album it only no. got to number eight in the uk this one i think yeah. it barely yeah. scraped into the top 10 in america it's strange really uh, because imagine was a big hit um yeah but yeah, yeah. so that's plastic ono band for me at number six all right straight to the top five uh number five uh we have uh from 1971 uh, got a bit of a kick in from the critics at the time, but it's now acknowledged as um, one of McCartney's best solo albums, and that'll be Ram. Wow, so that's your number a- five. Uh, my number five, yeah, aka the first indie pop album ever made. <laughs> well, I'm going to give, you, I'm going to show you at this point because I think this is very apt because we can both talk about it together. Oh, my number not... five is Ram as well. Oh, really? Ah, amazing, amazing. Right, it's uh, wow. Oh God! What an album! What an album! Yeah, no, it's a grower it's, as well. This album, it yeah. Is, it's, um, it's one of his. You know, I'd, I'd never say that many of McCartney's solo albums were experimental. Mm. This is certainly quite experimental. It kind of goes all over the place, yeah. but in a really cool way. Yeah. Um. There's some nice. Um. I think George Martin does some orchestral stuff on the album, I think, um, which is really cool. Um, there's every song's kind of different. There's jangly pop songs, there's glam stomp songs. Yeah. Uh, uh, Backseat in My Car is is wonderful way for the album to finish. Uh, Too Many People, an incredible song. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's one of those albums that's had huge re-evaluation oh, over the past up, like 10 up, 15 years it's, it's just up, like it's, wow it's gone up and up and up people's rankings yeah, of paul mccartney yeah. albums it's probably the yeah. most like sergeant pepper out of all paul mccartney's albums because things yeah. come into yeah. each other things come back um yeah, true. you've got that early sort of wings because denny sidewell is the drummer on it who yeah. was then a member yeah, yeah. of wings for the first yeah. two wings albums yeah. um obviously linda i mean the only reason linda's credited on it was because he didn't have they'd have to give the full amount of money to alan klein the beatles manager yeah yeah, yeah. so then if he makes linda as a co-songwriter she's yeah. not part of the beatles management no no so uh canny from mccartney there in some yeah, respects exactly um, um uncle uncle albert um admiral wholesale number one in america i know crazy i mean it was you know i i was never a massive fan of um what john lennon used to call like mccartney was was it granny music yeah you you know the the kind of um the musical stuff but um the stuff on this album that does veer that way is great yeah you know i was never a fan i've never liked when i'm 64 Mm. um and all that kind of stuff but um yeah there's just something that's really, I don't know, just kind of pure and a bit daring on this mm. album. Well, and I to mean, sing, to kind of see what happens, where it goes. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's it, I love the fact that it, it is a bit all over the place and a bit ramshackle, and it's, you know, kind of year zero for almost for a lot of indie pop stuff. You can yeah, hear yeah. a lot of bands that have ripped off bits of the, bits and bobs yeah. from this album and with Ab, Ab, uncle albert abra halsey it is yeah. unbelievable how good he is at completely changing the direction of a song yeah yeah I mean, he does that so many times over the years yeah. I and mean, he even does it yeah. in a couple of the tracks on egypt station yeah. which is you know one of yeah. his most recent albums he still yeah. does it you know yeah. and people 
you know, there's not many artists that would continue to experiment and try different no, things no, like he does. No. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a cracking album. It's one that I think is a grower, and that's probably yeah. why it's got better yeah. uh, reputation over the years. I think too many people's an absolute classic. It's got it's a great first song. track. It's got a great last yeah. track, backseat in my yep. car, yeah. and. Yep. Um, it's a, it's a sort of a good real sort of spacious sounding album as well yep. um yep. and as i say it's one of those that's really going up and up people estimations a lot of people have this as the number one paul mccartney they do album. know yeah yeah it's, cra- it's crazy to think um and but it's it's actually funny enough it is an album that i've really f- know well because it is an early cd i got was ram mm-hmm. and they had it for like seven quid in smiths years ago and i'm going through this ram and i thought oh i was sort of doing that thing where i was getting the beatles albums but then i was getting the odd solo album as well yeah um, like flowers in the dirt and ram was the one one of the ones i got so i always have known this album really well because it's actually quite an early cd i got was this mm. little sort of old 80s version of of the ram cd um <laughs> Yeah. So it's always been, and and once again, it was one that when I first heard it, I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. But over the years, I've yeah. I've learned to appreciate it. And obviously, number five for both of us is right in that mid yeah. sweet mid spot. Um, yeah. uh, Another day was also recording this session as his first sort of solo single. Yep. Yep. Um, which is a great song as well. Mm. Um, but now it's it's one that has gone up and up and up people's estimations and even though it's credited to paul and linda mccarley linda is is not doesn't do too much in it really does no, she I mean, she does a bit, backing bit of back and vocals and yeah stuff. um it's not yeah. to the extent that yoko would contribute to some of lennon's albums um yeah, yeah. but um no it's a great album really um and sometimes mccarley counted it as the first wings album in some yeah in some yeah. things because because there's a wingspan compilation which goes from yeah yeah basically this to uh, to pipes of peace yeah yeah because it sort of treats that as the wings period which is a bit odd yeah. but uh yeah. but um yeah but ram's a great album and let's see mm. we might as well have spoke about it together because it's both of our number five so you might nice. as well go straight on to your number four guys all right number four mate um uh we're going to uh october 1988 um and we have um the debut album from uh, is it bending the rules no nah, not really but i mean it's the first album from possibly the greatest super group of all time that'll be the traveling wilburys and it's traveling wilburys volume one yeah doesn't bend now, the rules great album it's super groups nine times out of ten they're usually a bit of a letdown mm. um like oh god so you talk about like you know on, on paper bands like uh, i remember being like really excited with like audio slave this yeah. came out because it was it was it was rage against the machine with the singer from Soundgarden, and it mm-hmm. should have been incredible but it was really boring yeah. then crooked vultures like um josh hom from queens of stone age dave Grohl on drums mm-hmm. and john paul jones Led zeppelin on bass it sh- should have been amazing really boring um but traveling warbridge you've got jeff lynn uh you got tom petty Roy Orbison, George Harrison, and if I missed Bob Dylan. Yeah. Did I say Bob Dylan? Uh, yeah. Uh, how can you miss yeah. Bob? Oh no, right, Uncle Bob. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love the story of like 
Harrison was recording a, a, a song for a, a B-side. I think it might have been for when we was fab. Um, one of them was over. I think it might have been Bob Dylan or and, and he, they were jamming together, trying to write a song. And then Tom Petty turned up and they all contributed a bit to the song and all sung backing vocals. And the record company heard it, freaked out and were like, this is too good. You can't release this as the B-side. And because the song was Handled With Care, that was the first song they wrote, which is, it's ridiculous. And what we, what we were talking about earlier, like when um, you get that sweet spot of perfect kind of jangly 60s Beatlesy guitar pop pop rock music when you hit that sweet spot not much can touch it man when handle with care kicks in just that instant kind of um like birds kind of harrisony like picking ding 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 yeah. ding 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 and it, and it and it's it's wonderful it's it's so joyous and again this is another one that my mum had in that that period. It was Cloud Nine, Flowers in the Dirt, and the first Traveling Wilburys album. And I just remember it being on constantly. I remember um, Handle with Care and the second single, End of the Line, being on the radio constantly. Yeah. Um, you were quite pleased and, when I said that you could include this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was very happy. Well, to be honest, mate, if you said I couldn't couldn't include it, I would have included it anyway. I would have just put it in a number ten. No problem, post Beatles. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know. Um, and again, it was following on from Harrison's massive comeback with Cloud Nine. This come out like a year, uh, a year or so later, and I suppose in '88. I mean, this was kind of pre-Flowers in the Dirt McCartney comeback. Harrison was was one of the biggest artists in the world. Yeah. Again, yeah. you know, with this incredible supergroup um, of some of the greatest singer songwriters um, ever. Yeah. You know, and I'm, then, I'm a huge. And then you had a really good period for Tom Petty and very yeah. brief, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Roy Orbison. Where yeah, Roy Orbison had the massive comeback so. with Mystery Girl yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, Tom Tom Petty like with free falling and um, went back down and running down a dream and stuff like this. Um, I've loved them all. I've always, I was always, you know, a Bob Dylan fan. I think it was listening to this that got me into into Bob Dylan. I love Roy, I love Roy Orbison at this time because this was at the time when he was had a big comeback with the, um, the single "You Got It." Mm. Um, Tom Petty was everywhere with the free falling, uh, and then you had you had this this super group and um, like, is the rest of the album, you know absolutely kind of hand on heart is the rest of the album is anything else as good as those two singles no but those two singles are so perfect they're two of the greatest songs of the greatest singles of the 80s hands down not you know straight down I'll, you know they go straight on the list um but they're such perfect perfect pop songs like joyous brings a smile to to my face you know, sort of a few yeah. times before, and it was just a wonderful time for that kind of Beatlesy music. There was yeah. just so much of it about that, and it was it was like hearing other bands who were kind of influenced by that sound. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but then the originators coming back and showing 
that they could still do it. And, and that just, was what was Because cool. Jeff Lynn was such a big Beatles fan as well. He was sort of <laughs> was it, yeah, he hides it well. He <laughs> yeah, hides it really well. I don't know if you knew that. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they obviously they did do a second album, didn't they? Which obviously was after yeah. Roy Orbison had died. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Not cool, cool, as, called Volume 3. Which, I, which obviously I don't think uh, helped its... Uh, <laughs> No, no. I mean, it's it's it's, it's all right. It's all right. There's yeah. a few good songs on it, but there's nothing anywhere near as good as "Handle with Care" and um and "End of the Line." This this volume one and volume three were packaged together as a double album in the noughties, yeah. and the album it got to number one. one. I think the main reason for that was because they were unavailable for years. These albums they were out yeah. of print. Yeah. Uh, it was something to do when uh, with like George Harrison because uh, he owned the rights to the recordings, and. It was something to do with the fact it was because of him that they never got re-released again in, in his lifetime. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I remember that coming out because it came with the DVD. Yeah, uh, and it was it was a really nice set. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I was I was I was incredibly surprised when it got to the Yeah, but I thought I thought it was, I thought that was that was cool because yeah. people still want to hear those songs because yeah. they're incredible yeah. and, and you and they are the greatest super group of all time. I, I do generally think that. Yeah. I mean, and, and and what as I say, what it did, it spawned other good stuff as well. Yeah, it um, did. So. It was it, it was a wonderful few years for that kind of music, especially yeah. when I was at that. Well, I'd been like ten or eleven and getting into that stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was so much of that around at the time. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's really, it is a really good album, Traveling Wilburys. Um, and as I say, it was very close to my top ten as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that was your number four, and mm-hmm. my number four is probably one that you'll also really approve of. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Jeff ah! involved again, and that's flaming <laughs> pie. And I do prefer this to Ram. I'm sorry, people who who are Ram lovers, but uh, <laughs> I do prefer this to Ram because this came out um, right in sort of that the, the sort of mid to the late part of Britpop. And... Well, it was our, it, it was our Beatlemania, mm. really. We 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 got to experience the Beatles' comeback when we were pretty much the perfect age for it we yeah, were both yeah. like 18 19 it was brilliant and mccartney had apparently had this album ready to go for a while but he wasn't allowed yeah. to release any no. of his stuff no. whilst this beatles no. period happened mm. and so mm. and when he did everyone was like oh this is a really good album you know and yeah. he got to number two in the album charts yeah. and because obviously yeah. he, he had influenced a lot of the Britpop stuff it sort of was i remember getting it and thinking this album's cracking and it yeah. it's it is it is an absolutely brilliant album. It's got so many Beatlesque songs to it, unashamedly Beatlesque. Because I think sometimes McCartney, especially in the eighties, tried to, not always successfully, but tried to sort of veer away from the Beatles sound a bit. But this goes right back to it, um, front and centre. Yeah, and songs like um, "Some Days" is so. I mean, it's got Eleanor Rigby-esque sound to it. But so you got "Some Days," "Young Boy." Um, and obviously, you and I have always been big fans of Beautiful Night, which is an absolute cracking song. Um, and Ringo on the drums on, and backing vocals on that one. Yep. Um, yep. It probably falls down a little bit on the cup. I could, if, if, if the two jam jamming songs. Two jam songs, like we always said. We even said it back. We even said we even said it back then, mate. I remember us, you know, critiquing everybody it. Says it now. Everybody goes. Yeah. If it, if it were not if they weren't on them I wouldn't be bothered you know yeah, I mean I, and I, to be honest I think it could probably have made it made it a better album but mm. um I've always loved Flaming Pie and it had to be I mean when it came was re-released on vinyl I was like, I've got to get the re-release and they, the the finals like um 
half speed master it's really heavy this is a really heavy record <laughs> they put it onto two records to uh, yeah, you know, of course. make it more expensive <laughs> more of your money mate more of your money show me the money uh, yeah it's a brilliant album flaming pie you see, I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm sworn to silence because that may be coming up in my list later. <laughs> if it wasn't in your list, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> yeah. Because I know yeah, how much yeah, you yeah. love Flaming Pie. No, exactly. Um, so number three. Where are we? Right. My number three. It almost seems a shame to have it this low, but my number three is Band on the Run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now. Um, I mean, it's pretty much like the perfect like 70s rock album, really. Mm. Um, everything's so iconic from the front cover to um, like the opening, the way the way the opening track just kind of shifts gears yeah. and goes up and up. And until it gets to that, um, like the acoustic guitar, the um, rain exploded with the money mm. crashing. So when it goes into that bit, and then it just goes into the chorus, and just keeps going up and up and up and up. And the way that it's sequenced, that like the end of um, the last track, 1985, when it goes back into the band on the road coda as well, yeah. it's almost like the end credits of a film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, Picasso, and Picasso's last words has a little bit Picasso's of jet word. back in it as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, jet out like out glam stomping mm. all the UK glam bands, um, verging on kind of I don't know, like almost proto hard rock heavy metal. Um, Bluebirds is one of my favourite um, like acoustic, like slower McCartney songs. Mamoni is brilliant. Um, Miss, uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt. Yeah, it's 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 an absolutely faultless album, and I th- I do generally think that it's possibly the only McCartney album that doesn't have a bad song on it. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> the reason it's at number three as opposed to number one mm. uh, is because well. There are other. There is another album or another two albums that probably. Well, what one's technically I think a more perfect album. Yeah. One is is an absolute nostalgic mega pull yeah. to me yeah. that I could waffle on for days about. Yeah. But in terms of Band on the Run, it's it's perfect. It's iconic. Um, there's not a, there's not a, a step out of place. The production I think I loved I loved the production. It still sounds brilliant. Yeah. There's loads of space in it and room but it's grand and there's so many ideas yeah. and every song every song has an amazing hook every and he, song and there's only three of them playing on it i know it's mad um, and it and sounds like, like a proper big band yeah mccartney does most of the drums on yeah. it i think and like every song it's like a, it's like a greatest hits album it could be a greatest hits album do you know what yeah. i mean every song could have been a single it's they're that strong yeah so no. yeah Number three for me is one that you've had, actually, yeah. is Imagine. Um, yeah. I love this album. I think it's the 
it's the, it encapsulates Lennon the best. It has a little bit of little bit of bite, like how do you sleep? It has the mel- yeah. melodic, imagine jealous guy, etc. Has a little bit of rock on it, a bit of fun, yeah. and I think yeah. it merges all of that really well. Um, imagine, obviously, we know he's a classic, but so is jealous guy. Crippled inside, I think it's a really underrated track. I've always liked that track. It's never put on best ofs or anything like that, and I always think it should be because I think it's an absolute cracking song, um, and that's a bit of fun as well, which Plasticono yeah. band doesn't have. Um, no. This is another album that I used to play a lot uh, when I was young. I didn't have it on CD, but a guy from school's dad had it on vinyl and he taped it for me. So I always had it a copy on tape. So I used to play this quite a bit. So I always know this album probably the best out of any Lennon album quite easily. Um, Now, I I mean, there's not much more I can say about it, but I've always loved Imagine. I think it's, in my mind, it's the the top, easily the top John Lennon solo album. and it has, it's a good album, a good mixture of stuff in it. And it sort of gets the bite of Lennon, the mel- melodic at Lennon, and really sort of combines it well. Even for, oh, I'm never a big fan of Phil Spector production, but it doesn't sound, it sounds pretty good. Um, oh, sounds great. Oh, yeah, yeah, sounds great, I imagine, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, Imagine is a, is a great album. And as we were talking about, it's, what it's, it's a song that sort of transcends mm. any Beatles song, any Beatles solo song. It's probably one of the ultimate mm. Beatles solo songs, if not the most yeah. popular, the most famous. So I would imagine a lot of people actually think Imagine is a Beatles song, I think, at yeah. times. So, um, uh, is, it the mo- is it the most famous song ever written? It's got to be up there, isn't it? It's got to be up there. It's certainly the most famous Beatles solo song, definitely. Um, and um, only went to number one over here after he died, actually. But um, yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, never went to number one in the US. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously the themes and the, the lyrics are really good on it, as I've imagined as well. So it's sort of always good. It's always a universal theme. Always sounds like it's up to date. Um, and I think a lot of the, apart from a few exceptions, a lot of the Beatles solo stuff does sound still doesn't sound too dated and of course sometimes it will but it doesn't sound too dated some of the 80s stuff does a little bit but that's the 80s for you but uh but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no I think you, imagine. Blame, you can blame phil collins for that yeah um <laughs> but um no imagine it's my favorite john lennon album and it's got it's my number three lovely stuff mate uh my number two um is i think i think what you I'm sure you will know this. Um, but, uh, was George Harrison all, all things must pass? Um, was it the first solo Beatles album? Um, strangely enough, the first solo Beatles album was Ringo's Sentimental Journey. Oh God. Um, <laughs> then it was McCartney. This came out towards the end of 1970. And yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. It was it's, uh, November. It's yeah. My number two as well. So we might as well talk ah, about okay. it at the nice. same time. Nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, it's. When I was saying it earlier, George Harrison was always like the secret weapon in the Beatles, especially from like Revolver onwards. Um, You know, his songwriting from where it was with like the odd song he was getting on previous albums to, you know, like Taxman. It's like, wow. okay. And and where he was going with the whole kind of like Indian music with like um, um, Within You, Without You, uh, Blue Jay Way and stuff like this. And um like the stuff he was writing for the white album and, and it, but you know to come out with as like your opening salvo was a triple album 
of songs you've been stockpiling for X amount of years, say yeah. you know, three, four years. Um, and the standard just doesn't dip. It's crazy. It's no. ca- it was, uh, uh, again, this was another one I've been listening to uh, again recently because I, I knew it was going to be in my list because it yeah. had to be. Cause I knew, always knew it was incredible. I have listened to it in a while. Um, and I was actually quite taken aback of how how strong it is. And, it's, and no like, bad, it's, it's no bad track. There is no, no there isn't track. But it's that it's that melting pot of styles. There's rock on there. There's country. Mm. There's Motown. There's stacks. Um, it's kind of singer songwriter kind of stuff. And like all the influences, you know. Obviously, you know Bob Dylan's like obviously a huge influence, but like you know the band as well. Um, yeah, because Bandfinger, the band Bandfinger, yeah, basically Bandfinger, the band. yeah. But what's also funny on this is, of course, there is the spiritual side of George on this, but there actually yeah. isn't any Indian, no. much Indian music. No, on this. No, there is in later no, George albums, but this yeah. one, whereas yeah. he's obviously so much of he was doing a lot of that in the Beatles. This mm. this is a very this is an extension of stuff on abbey road something here comes the sun yeah. isn't it yeah if those two tracks were on this album they wouldn't have sounded yeah. out of place no no not at all not at all and it's um you know my sweet lord is it's um i'm not a particularly spiritual person at all but that song makes me feel something yeah yeah, yeah. You know, the, the hair the hair the hair stand up and number one on uh, both sides of the atlantic that one yeah yeah first uh, Beatles, it, I, number one that yeah was. i mean it went back did he go to number one again like when he died as well when he died, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he he did. Died. um and it's there's just something so kind of pure about it like when, when that like Sly guitar comes in now. Bow, 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 bow. Rips off by Noel Gallagher for the supersonic guitar yeah. solo. I'll have it you was. know. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, yeah, yeah. Bow, 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 And it's obviously it's an incredibly, fa- incredibly famous song, My Sweet Lord, but I don't think you hear it that often it's It's certainly not it's it's certainly not like um no it's certainly not you know not like uh say an imagine or Mm. i don't know maybe i'm amazed or something like Mm. that you know it's certainly not not that level um but this album is it's astounding it's astounding The, the quality just doesn't dip but it's it's almost a shame though that it was a triple album mm. because like his draw was empty yeah <laughs> you well, know it's, um, uh, living in the material world i think a lot of the songs yeah. were left over yeah yeah yeah, they, yeah it was what was left you but know I tell you, after um, that is a right dip yeah. dark yeah, horse an extra yeah, dark texture horse. a real a uh, real th- 33 and a third yeah the, oh, i mean great. then he has a um his self-titled album, George Harrison's quite good. Which is one that had all, all those years ago. Uh, that was, that was, somewhere, that was somewhere, somewhere in England. Yeah, that was a, yeah that's a good um, But after those first two albums, especially he had problems with his voice and all that type of thing um, yeah. uh, in the mid-70s. So his albums yeah. really dipped in yeah. quality. But this one is... Well, it's just like... Yeah, I mean, and also, it's, it's and also you don't need to listen to the jam if you don't want to that third disc is a little yeah. bit throwaway so you don't always yeah. need to listen to that but those first two 
yeah. sides or the first CD and a half or yeah. whatever, how you've got it. Um, yeah. it's, it's, um, but every time I listen to it, I'm like, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah, and amazing. Yeah. I've never been, the thing that lets it down for me a little bit is the Phil Spector production, which oh, is all. Are you going to say that? See, I don't mind that. I, I, I've, I've, all the sounds I've, I've, I've never, uh, it's never bothered me. I kind of like it. I, I like, but I've always liked the production stuff. The remastered one and the remixed yeah. one. Yeah. brings his voice a little bit more to the fore it doesn't do away with the water sound and yeah. it gives it a bit of a fresher sound um i think a little bit that the the cd that was released the original cd yeah. that was released 87 88 wasn't the best mastered cd i think in those days they used to just get any old tapes and bang it on a cd and yeah. say look this sounds better <laughs> um yeah. so that i've got that original cd and it it's never the best sounding and I don't necessarily think that's the fault of the album. I think that's a little bit of fault yeah. of the mastering of the, of the CDs. Mm. Um, but that's my only little draw. That's my only niggle of it. But yeah. saying that I, when I bought this, this mastered one a few years ago, remastered one, I thought, oh, when I listened to it, I thought, oh yeah, that does sound better. And the remixed one, which came out mm. last year, um, yeah. does sound amazing. And it's, and, yeah. and it just brings, it doesn't do a massive change in the sound of the album, but it just brings his voice a little bit more forward because his voice is always a bit low in the mix. And mm-hmm. and quite famously, he was never satisfied with the production of the album. And around the time when he died, he was looking, he had looked to try and do a little bit of tinkering to it um, anyway. So, um, but yeah, for me, it's, um, it's a brilliant solo album. And yeah. You know, yeah. if some these some of these songs he wrote in the all of these songs he wrote in the beat, I know. he had them. He had these you songs. have you have you have to think he must have shown some. He must have brought these songs to the table. All things must, must pass. All things must pass. Yeah. Some all things must pass. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's in the in the in the um the get back. Yes, it is, and it's it? also yeah, on, and a demo of it is on the anthology three CD. Yeah, um, but there, yeah, some of these songs must have been um. Must have, must have. I know because see must, some of these you know. these songs are actually better than the two on the Let It Be album, really. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. Them, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, mine's quite a good song, but they're yeah. not the not as good as the songs on this. No, God no. Um, God no. Um, I'm obviously something, and here comes the sun. I think is more indicative of where he was when he yeah. when this album uh, came out, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a massive selling album for a triple album as well. This was really expensive. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think it was about 10 quid wow. at the time. Wow. wow. Um, it might yeah. be a bit wrong. It might be a little bit less, but it was, it was, yeah. it was, money. you money. know, a, a real bit. And it was also in the book. That's the, you know, you said you uh, just before we recorded the podcast, you said you've got one on Discogs coming your way or, yeah. or something. Yeah. And what, yeah. what often gets, spoil i've seen second-hand versions of this before it's not necessarily the records the actual box yeah the box is, is i think knackered. this is this is quite hard i think this is a more of a robust one because it's a newer yeah. one i think they weren't quite so robust the no, uh old ones no, um no, but that's that's they used to do that they didn't sort of think think so far ahead did they? <laughs> no 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 they, 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 they didn't think people would be paying obscene prices for a bit of plastic in 50 years time and getting hold of this second hand isn't easy either 
Never no, has been. No. I can remember going. I can remember we went on holiday as a family years ago, and I was when I was trying to collect all the Beatles albums, and mm. they had it second hand in this. We went on the seaside town, and they had it second hand mm. in this little record second hand record store. So early nineties, obviously second hand record stores were not quite so common. Um, no. And my dad wouldn't let me get it. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't let me get it and um that birthday he that's when he got me he got me the cd but he had to track the cd down as well and he had to order it from the was it was there there was a little cd shop in st neas wasn't there yes oh god yeah yeah, yeah he yeah. went in there and they had it wow. or they, oh, they he ordered it in from there because he was trying to order it and nobody could get it and they managed to get hold of a wow. so my so my copy of that is actually mm. I, even though i start saying it doesn't sound that great i always quite hold yeah. that because i know he 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 had to really yeah, hunt it down mile, yeah yeah put the mileage uh, in and this, he knew that was he knew i was disappointed because i would he would let me get the yeah. he uh because i think it was quite expensive and i don't think it was yeah. in great condition either so he was probably no. like, yeah. but um it is a fantastic album. I'm glad you've got it so high yeah, because, yeah. Uh, and it's funny actually yeah. how I think I know what your number one is. All our high ones are actually very similar, more yeah. similar than I thought they were going to be actually. Yeah, no, yeah, same, same. Yeah, I mean, the fact, yeah, we had, yeah, Ram, Ram at the same, uh, yeah. all things must pass. Yeah, same. yeah, we've had Imagine in there. I'm slightly surprised you hadn't got past. Ono band in there actually because I thought that would be more your cup of tea that album because it's a bit yeah sort of I mean, I, yeah it's, uh, John Lennon's John Lennon's solo career was, was a funny one for me really it's more patchy he's quite patchy it's it's, out, uh, it's outrageously patchy and um, um, some people I mean, don't you know, acknowledge it, that enough I don't think I mean no, people used to accuse McCartney's of being patchy but you sort of think well McCartney's released a lot of albums yeah, so exactly. Um, exactly. I think Lennon's is incredibly patchy and yeah. um and i as i say i always have the issue of if half the songs are yoko ono singing i have as i say i've got nothing against yoko ono but as a singer i'm not a big fan of it <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah. and i have issues with that when she's on half the tracks of the album and sometime in new york city double fantasy and milk and honey which was obviously released after he died half the tracks are hers um so really the only mind games is a bit of a bland album so really this and and rock and roll obviously is a covers album it's really the only three sort of ones you're choosing from is plastic ono band imagine and walls and bridges which has been reevaluated over the the years so yeah it's uh i think it's more patchy than people give it credit for john and solo stuff um but i mean don't get me wrong though his songs on Double Fantasy are amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. Just just like starting over, I think mm. it's probably my favourite John Lennon solo song. Uh, Watching the Wheels is a great song. Yeah. Uh, and then even Women on Milk, even on Milk and Honey, he's got Nobody yeah. Told Me, which he yeah. obviously, which is a fantastic song that was released mm. um, after he died. That's a great song. So mm. you know, sometimes you just wish just do it. All your songs, make it all your songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. George Harrison, All Things Must Pass, both are number two. So mm. that will make your number one, Gaz, being Flaming Pie. Of course. The, the ultimate um, nostalgic Beatles solo 
album for me. Even with, you know, I mean, we, we were talking about it when it was, this was your, what, number four? Yes. Yeah, number four. Um, take the two Pointless Blues jams off with um, Ringo Starr and I think Steve, was it Steve Miller? Steve Miller, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Joker. <laughs> number yeah, one. If he, if he could just abracadabra out of it. <laughs> um, it would be one of the greatest albums ever made. I do, you know, it, mm. it would have been in my top 20 albums of all time. Um, it's, you know, for this, for this album to have come out when it did in 1997, when, you know, Morning Glory had been out a couple of years, Britpop was like the biggest thing ever. We'd had Nebworth. We'd had the Beatles Anthology series. We'd had uh, Freezer Bird. We'd had yeah. Love and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, the, pe- the Beatles being, well, I mean, they always were one of the biggest bands in the world. But at that yeah. time, it was just yeah. like it was front and centre everywhere. Yeah. Beatles, everywhere the Beatles. And then for McCartney to come back, because obviously, you know, 1989, Flowers and Dirt come out, was a massive hit. Um, mm-hmm. 1993, um, Off the Ground. Called? Off the Off Ground. The ground. Very patchy, very patchy album. Come on, Peoples on that, which is one of my favourite McCartney mm. ballads. As one, I love. I tell you what, though, I loved Off the Ground at the time when I got yeah. it. It's strange, um, yeah, yeah, strange. Yeah, Hope of Deliverance, mm. not a great single, not a great single. But but then, um, I, th- I think quite a few of the the songs were written around that around that time. Yeah. Um, that turned up on, on Flame Empire. I mean, obviously, the original version of Beautiful Night was was originally recorded in 87 yeah. for his sequel, Sgt. Pepper. Was it uh, Return yeah. to Pepperland or yeah. Final Pepperland yeah. or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and the original version of that song is so it's so different. It's yeah. so 80s. Mm. Big, soaring, like, guitar solo and big pianos. Because all those songs all are unreleased, aren't they? And I, I wonder yeah. if they're ever going to turn up in any well, of these I've heard I've heard a bootleg like a version of that album it you know it's it's like press to play it's it's horrendously overproduced yeah. it was a great idea being the 20th anniversary of sergeant pepper and obviously you know uh, the cd came out um yeah. and all that he released all the best instead <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 um but for this album to come out kind of post um um, like post um, the anthology series and stuff, and the album it's so strong. The way you know it kicks in with the, the song we were singing. It's so it's so Beatlesy. Um, someday, one of my favourite uh, George Martin um, um, like Orchestra. score or, yeah, or, or, yeah. orchestration or, yeah. orchestral score. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. Um, Heaven on a Sunday is beautiful. Young boy. Again, it's just it's just one of those classic joyous McCartney pop songs. And I, I remember the um in in the inner sleeve there was there was notes for each song. Like yeah. he, he said he, he knocks off Young Boy in like ten yeah. minutes. Which is you know. which is very much like the inner sleeves of the anthologies. It was a very yeah, similar style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, way he did it. Um yeah, if you want us a great song, I can see the world tonight, which is it's almost like blues rock. But then but it, it just doesn't let up, with the exception of the two blues jams. But I'll forgive them because after the second blues jam, we have 
one of the greatest songs ever written. My favourite McCartney song. My favourite Beatles solo mm. song. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a beautiful night. And I can. I. I don't know how many hundreds, maybe thousands now of times I've listened to that song. And it's still. It's McCartney does this thing. Like when he gets it right, it's so effortless. I mean, I'm going to get a bit of music nerdy mm. now, but like he goes from. The verse, which is in a major key, uh, A major. Yeah. And then he goes to the chorus, which is in a minor key. Yeah. It's in uh it goes from D minor to G, then to C, then to F. And it's it it it's just these kind of classic chord progressions. But the way the song just kind of builds and builds and builds, and then, and then George Martin's like um orchestra yeah. kind of comes in. Yeah, and it's, sounds it's, really it's, good. Amazing. it's sounds so really Beatlesy. Um and then you get to the coda, which when it goes double time, mm. and McCartney does that amazing little bass lick that he does, that boom, 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 just as the drums kick back in. And even now, even now, I know it's coming when I listen to it on YouTube or in, yeah. in the van, whatever. And I know that bit's coming. I still get excited. Yeah, no, the drums go bum, bum. Beautiful night. And there's an amazing bit of orchestration. I think it's in the, like, the last 10, 15 seconds of the, the last run through of uh, the coda where, the, where the, uh, there's a brass section that goes. Yeah. Da, 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 it gets, high, it gets, it gets yeah. higher in the mix as well. So yeah. it sort of comes yeah, 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 yeah. from behind yeah, and yeah, comes it, out. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh. No, it, no. And it, it still floors me. Yeah, and then the album finishes with that beautiful little acoustic song, Great Day. Yeah, like a little epilogue. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's 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 great. And it was it was the perfect time for McCartney to release a Beatlesy album. Yeah. And yeah. right for rightfully so. I don't know what held it off uh, the number one spot in this country. It's probably Robson Jerome or <laughs> I think it's probably or... another indie album, ninety seven. Oh, there was yeah. a lot of uh, Britpop albums being released at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, it might yeah, it might have been. But um it was it was wonderful and it was it was one of those times where it was actually cool to like McCartney. Mm. There are there haven't been many times in my life where it's been cool to like Paul McCartney. I think there is now. I think Yeah, now, yeah, knows. my goodness me, yeah, and it is now. And um but even when he was massive you know the, the critics always gave him yeah, a kick in, and he was yeah. never cool and it was always like oh that's like he was never music John Lennon. He was no, never that was the thing right but i think i i generally think paul mccartney is a better songwriter than john lennon it's, it's, i do generally it's, think that it's, I, a, it's I, a it's a controversial opinion but a lot of lot of massive paul mccartney fans do it i think i think yeah. the, the beauty of those two is it was, was they were so different but they complement yeah. each other probably yeah, better than any yeah. other songwriters ever did um, yeah. Yeah. but yeah i think it's strange really because you had that 97 flaming pie and then obviously he did run devil run in 99 and then yeah. driving rain came out in 2001 which is one of his worst solo albums it's a, yeah, a, a real disappointment but yeah. since then i think his solo albums have been pretty yeah. strong actually yeah chaos um, and creation in the backyard was really good yeah. that was one with, uh, with nigel godrich yeah it was that's yeah. really good one a memory almost yeah. falls pretty good yeah pretty good uh and egypt station, station is really yeah. good um yeah. so um yeah. yeah i mean as i say i love flavoured pie to be both yeah. of, i mean both i think yeah. I, I think both of us at the same would would 
I'd bring it round. I'd bring the CD round your house and we'd yeah. play. It, you know, that yeah, and I, 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 I never, I never tire of it. That album, and it's, it's so intrinsically linked to that period of my life. Being 18, being so full into like Britpop and yeah. anything that was kind of vaguely resembled the Beatles, basically. Yeah. It almost sounds, it almost sounds like you'd put Flaming Pie above any Beatles album. If you put it in your top 20, it would be. Yeah, it would. It was. Do you know what? I probably guns to my head, right? Any yeah, Beatles I, album. Do you know what? Do you know? Do you know what? Yeah. You know what? You know what? Sod it. I would. I would take Flaming Pie over Revolver. Over over Revolver. Revolver. Was yeah. your Favorite Beatles album, wasn't it? Revolver. Yeah. Yeah. I take. I, I take. I take Flaming Pie over Revolver because Flaming Pie hasn't got Yellow Submarine on it. I'll take the blues jams over the yellow submarine. Wow. There you go. There's a, there's a controversial. There's a mic drop <laughs> there's right a good, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good night, people. <laughs> let's just, smoke before everything. you do, Mike, before you do drop the mic, let's do my number one first. Oh, yeah. As you probably would imagine, this is above some Beatles albums, but obviously not all yeah. of them, because this was in my top 20 albums of all time. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's Band on the Run. And to be honest, Gav, uh, yeah. you summed this up brilliantly because there is not a dud track on this album. Oh, and, no, there isn't. And, and I, I, as you say, I think mm. this is probably the only McCartney album you could probably say that is no mm. bad track. It's, nope, nope. And it's, Everything flows to each three other. People, Brilliant. People perform with this album. It sounds yeah, like a pretty band, and I would imagine majority of the person people performing on this is Paul McCartney, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know Jack yeah. played the guitars and Linda did keyboards, but majority yeah. of everything else. Is yeah, exactly. Uh, they recorded this in in Nigeria in this strange. Yeah, yeah they got their tape, they got their yeah, tapes. Yeah, everything started. got nicked, didn't it? Yeah, yeah got, got nicked. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but Jet is still a staple of his live shows. Often yeah. opens them. Um, yeah. I think he, well, I think when I saw him, he opened it with this. When I saw nice. McCartney open with nice. Jet, it was one of the early tracks he played. Um, 1985 is one of the best closers of any of his albums at all. I mean, if, yeah. if Beautiful Night was at the end, that would have uh, yeah. that would have rivaled it. But yeah. Um, yeah. as you yeah. say, when things come back, Mamunia, No Words bluebird i mean yeah. you could see how much this was how much they regarded this album because how much is on that wings over america i mean yep. i was over half the albums oh on that. well over half the albums on, yeah, yeah. Uh, the way it's the what something i didn't say um when i um when it was in my countdown um the sequencing on this album yeah it's wonderful it's yeah. so wonderfully sequenced yeah and my dad had the tape which funny enough you say about the sequence it was it was in a different sequence you know sometimes the old tapes they would change the track yeah no words was on track it was on side one no words and picasso's last word was on side one and jet was the beginning of side two um so when i very first bought the cd i was like oh it's It's all over the place this is a better list. They, apparently yeah. they used to do that on the old tapes occasionally because they tried to whatever would fit the sides better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, because that's one of the only tapes my dad had was Band on the wow. Run. Uh, and wow. um, I used to play it a lot, as you can imagine. But yeah, I can remember yeah. buying, eventually buying a CD for a fiver from from that record store in Cambridge. You know, that one that used to be, was it Parrot Records? Oh, Parrot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they used to have CDs quite cheap there, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. And I bought a uh, band on the run there, but uh, but yeah, I mean this is the sort of remastered finally. And as you say, it sounds it does sound really good still. And 
it's 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 one that I always come to, and I think obviously between Imagine All Things Was Past, Bandolin, they're my sort of three, um, and I think it's out of This and All Things Was Past, but Band of the Run just does it for me, just because it just does it so well over one vinyl, every track a cracker, and I've always been more of a McCartney person than a Lennon person, probably. I mean, I love John Lennon as well, but I'll always steer toward the Paul McCartney and um, Band of the Run, easily my my number one and as i say it's in the top 20 albums of all time so it's probably no great shock to you that it was uh, number one. <laughs> no not at all mate but you know what i think we've got a cracking list there both of us there and yeah, actually right. we 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 actually um double up have the same more same ones in there than i thought and obviously i have flowers yeah. in the dirt bubbling under i mean i think really yeah. you're only your only my, maybe my sort of surprise was ringo and probably your surprise was rock and roll maybe rock Ringo. But yeah. all of them, are, you know, the, it, the, 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 it's when you do this, you actually think some people go, oh, they're solo stuff. Isn't that isn't, isn't as good? Possibly oh, not. Is. Possibly not. But there's, yeah. there's some cracking albums here. The, the wealth of albums, like I was saying earlier, that list I found online where there's over 80 solo yeah. Beatles albums. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. Yes, there's some yes, there's some rubbish, but of course there is. There's over 80 albums, mate. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's going to be some guff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. my goodness me, the the nuggets are that good. Yeah. You know, there's such yeah. good stuff. And I love listening to Lennon Best of Albums, George Harrison yeah. Best of Albums, and Paul yeah. McCartney Best of Albums because they've got some crack, cracking tracks, and sometimes yeah, yeah. not as much as well as not as well played over or overplayed that you might find yeah. some of the Beatles stuff is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so exactly. Anyway, what's your Run us through your top 10 quickly, guys. All right, mate. Uh, number 10, John Lennon, Rock and Roll. Uh, number nine, George Harrison, Cloud Nine. Uh, number eight, John Lennon, Imagine. Number seven, Paul McCartney, Flowers in the Dirt. Number six, Wings, uh, Wings Over America. Number five, Paul McCartney, Ram. Number four, Traveling and Wilburys, Volume One. Uh, number three, Wings, uh, Band of the Run. Number two, George Harrison, All Things Must Pass. And number one, Paul McCartney, Flaming Pie. Uh, and my 10 is uh, Red Rose Speedway by Wings. Uh, number nine is Spirits in the Mater- uh, Living in the Material World. I'm talking about the police song there, Living in the Material Spirits. World. Um, <laughs> George Harrison. Number eight, it's Ringo by Ringo Starr. Number seven, Tug of War, Paul McCartney. Six, Plastic Ono Band, John Lennon. Five, Ram, Paul McCartney. Uh, four, Flaming Pie, Paul McCartney. Three, Imagine, John Lennon. Two, all things must pass. George Harrison at number one, band on the run, Paul McCartney and Wings. Um, mm. And there we go. That's our favourite post Beatles solo albums and band albums, however you want to uh, uh, say it. But um, thank you very much, Gaz, as per always, for helping me out on this uh, this lovely countdown. My pleasure, mate. It's been, Always. It's, been, it's been bloody lovely. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed, I really enjoyed this yeah. one, actually. And uh, yeah. and it, yeah. it's good because because we don't have a set number of albums to rank. It, it can be, it's a little bit more fluid and we have different sort yeah. of ideas, interpretations. But as I say, a lot of them we double up on quite a lot. Or even yeah. like things like Wings Over America, Travelling Wilburys. I can quite understand why you got those in your top ten. They're, they're fantastic. So. Cool. Okay. Well, you're listening to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. We'll be back very soon. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.